0: Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? (laughs) Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend. That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. Hi, welcome to another simple step here on Blended Family Breakthrough. Last week on the show, Nellie Harden joined us to discuss how all of us can equip our kids with confidence, esteem, and worth. She shared some practical tips around how to set up our kids for success during those adolescent and teen years while their brains are going through some big changes and they're definitely more malleable. If you missed that episode, I want to encourage you to go back and check it out. Now, our conversation with Nelly got me thinking about the common challenges that parents experience when trying to engage in effective dialogue with their tweens and teens. Kim and I certainly have struggled with this as our kids were navigating that season. We knew we needed to change our parenting approach when the kids hit this stage of development, and all the experts say it's important to shift from verbal direction to coaching our kids with intentional questions that helped them develop competence in decision making and self-leadership. But figuring out how to make that shift in the middle of all the hormones and emotions and just plain craziness that seems to be going on, boy, that wasn't easy for us. When we finally started to make the shift from copying our kids to coaching them, we had to learn to adjust our communication with them. They weren't little kids anymore. Their thought processes were very different, and those brains were undergoing some intense construction projects. I wanted to engage our kids by asking good questions, but I also noticed that when I used certain words during a difficult conversation, things would quickly escalate. They'd pull away or they'd shut down on me. Eventually... I came to understand which words were helpful in engaging that little teen brain of theirs and which words weren't, because they often led to disengagement or more conflict. So those words that didn't help, we started calling those outlaw words, which we picked up from one of our trusted coaches. The most common outlaw word that most parents tend to use is the word why, that's right. Why did you make that poor choice? Why didn't you follow through on that commitment? Why would you do something so irresponsible? We have this tendency to just pepper our kids with why questions, and then we get frustrated when they're unable to give us a reasonable answer. Maybe you can relate to all that. Well, I want to let you in on a little secret about all this. There's a perfectly rational reason why your whys are met with, I don't know, from your team. It's because your teenager actually doesn't know why they do what they do. Behaviors like impulsivity, poor judgment, mood swings, risk-taking, and explosiveness are found to be linked to immature adolescent brain wiring, resulting primarily from a lack of good connections between different brain regions. They're still under construction. So neurologically, it's basically impossible for them to tell you why they do what they do. So even though you feel like your why questions should have an answer, your teen's underdeveloped brain isn't really capable of connecting a why to many of their behaviors. And because they can't really explain it, when we ask why questions, it typically triggers defensiveness and the conversation generally goes downhill from there. Ever experienced that with your tween or teen? And by the way, a misplaced why question in the moment of emotion generally kicks up defensiveness in adults, too. (laughs) I know it does for me, and I've seen it happen with Kim as well. So what can we do to steer clear of this outlaw word? Well, we can find a good replacement. If you want to avoid some of that defensiveness that pops up with your tween or teen when you're addressing behavior, try to replace the word why with the word what. Here's some examples. Hey, what was going on for you when that decision was made? What made it hard for you to follow through with your commitment? What do you think your responsibility should be in this situation? You see, the word what helps keep defensiveness at bay and opens up areas of the brain that help kids process their thoughts and actually makes it easier for them to vocalize their internal experiences. To your teen's brain, why questions are big and overwhelming, but a well-placed what question helps their brain to focus and connect with manageable parts of their experience. And this sets the stage for better dialogue. What questions help parents effectively coach their kids, which in turn helps kids to gain the confidence, esteem, worth, and resiliency they'll need in the future. And this approach often reduces tension and confusion between parents and kids. So if you've got tweens or teens in your home this week, I want to invite you to notice when you're tempted to use that outlaw word, why. Then, do your best to shift to a what question. And, just a pro tip here, asking, what were you thinking, isn't really a what question. That's just a why in disguise. I know how difficult this shift can be. I've been there. However, I'm guessing you want to experience better conversations with your team, and this simple shift can make all the difference. And when you land a great what question that your child is able to answer thoughtfully, remember that a good rule of thumb with tweens and teens is to talk as little as possible and listen as much as possible. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a great couple of weeks, and we'll see you back here in two weeks for another Simple step.